Professor Edward, how important is Bob Marley to Caribbean history? Well, in fact, you're asking a tall order there. He's still contemporary enough for us not to make exaggerated claims. And uh, history alone, which means time, will tell. But I do feel that the impact that he has had over the past two decades on very serious questions of identity, of um, recognition and status in terms of um, the attention we have, we have gotten from the world as a result of the product, products of his creative imagination has will definitely give him a place in the pantheon of, of history. He is important. In fact, he has um, demonstrated the capacity of the Jamaicans and of course extension people of uh, in the Caribbean, um, the capacity to achieve excellence in um, the field of the arts, the creative arts. And this of course is important for any civilization. He is undoubtedly a major factor in the quest for self and society, which after all has been going on for the past hundred years. To what do you attribute Bart's uniqueness as an artist? He's an original. He's an original. There are lots of artists, but he definitely is an original and has come up with classic expressions of um, Jamaican stroke Caribbean life rooted in the lived reality of our people. Can't ask more of an artist, artist than, than this. And it's in, in that sense that he has to be. You know, lots of people would want to, to say, but him besides somebody like Jimmy Cliff, he has got a voice. You're a phenomenon in the sense that he encapsulates lots of the hopes and aspirations of the vast majority of the people, and by extension of the people of his generation in the world, who are trying to make sense of the, the chaos and the turbulence surrounding them. You know, um, the Berlin Wall, when it was being pulled down, what did they choose to think? Um, what do the young people choose to sing? Get a stand up, stand up for your right. And then, of course, he has been a tremendous inspiration to the struggle in Africa. This is not really known. I mean, it's not it was by accident that, that Mandela, when he came here, you probably will recall when he was uh, uh, receiving his honorary doctorate from the University of West Indies in his speech, he said, Bob Marley, this is a great achievement. And now another wall has been been sort of broken down in South Africa. And, you know, Jamaica can take a great deal of credit for its sustained contribution to that from the time of Manley the Elder to people like you share to Manley the Younger now. But Marley is also there and, of course, a number of other um, reggae artists. What were the social dynamics which created a Bob Marley? And uh, if these uh, social dynamics were different. Would there be a Bob Marley today? Maybe not. Maybe not. There may be, no, but certainly would never Bob Marley of his ilk. It is the, it's the, the, the thing of protest and of hope. Um, it's the hope in despair which has, in fact, um, characterized much of what people like us have been about ever since the time of slavery. And remember that Marley was a beneficiary of a long line of um, musical exploration and experimentation, commentary on, um, on a, a society which is lopsided for the vast majority, 
and was really organized for the benefit of the vast majority. Our folk songs reflect pretty much the same thing. And uh, Mento commented on the society. Uh, there was the stuff that people did in the um, in the Zion revivalism and, and all that sort of thing. And Marley was the beneficiary of that. What he did was take all that, take it to another level that was responsive to the realities of his particular time. But it is a response to our marginalization. It's a response to the threat, the continuing threat of loss dignity, loss of self, loss even of life in a society which was really not uh, designed for people like ourselves. And I'm talking about those of us from the Cape Peace. I mean, we have to be very frank about that. That's why he's so important. And by extension, all people who are marginalized in any society and have a sense of being oppressed, being wronged and being deprived. There's a question I've raised, Professor. How do you think Bob Marley saw himself in the world in terms of race and how important was the question of race on the international front? Well, he had to see himself as, as black because in any case that's what the world saw him as. And then of course he was poor. Maybe if he had been born, if he had been reared in a strongly middle class um, setting, he would have been a browning. Most other people in Jamaica, um, he would have been affected by all the contradictions of race and racism in a country like this. We pretend that it doesn't exist, but in fact we know better than that. It's a society which has been built upon certain assumptions. Assumptions that if you are of African ancestry and pure, pure African ancestry, then you're not likely to be of much worse. That's what we have been fighting against, and thank God we have gone a far way. But I think Marley sided with his mother rather than, in, than with his father. He had no choice. So incidentally did that whole wing of better off um, Brownings and late uh, Collett, and I'm referring to the Edward Jordan, George William Gordon, um, the Manleys, and what have you, sided with their mothers rather than with their fathers. History, I don't think there was any question. That choice was necessarily open to Marley because um, I don't think that he had the connections with, with white father, more the connections with black mother and her part of the society, whether it was in St. Anna's Peasant or in the government yard in Trench Town. So he, as far as Marley was concerned, he was black. And how did it affect him internationally? Oh, it did. I mean, I don't know that specifically, but undoubtedly, the source of energy was the thing against oppression, racism, poverty, and all the rest of it. And that, of course, gave us a tremendous force. He was, he was easily acceptable to all of Africa and all black populations all over the world, as well as everybody else. I mean, he certainly was a different kettle of fish um, um, than um, Paul Simon, say, <laughs> you know.
Tree. Right. Well, I can remember <laughs> that sometimes I would on the mango tree, but mostly I can remember that Bob Marley was always in the van. You know that blue van? Yes. That got hold and was there for quite some time. I can remember that every day Bob Marley into that van with a with a guitar, a pretty guitar that Don Beat used to lend. All of us used to borrow it, but it was Bob Marley. I would say that guitar was his own because he used to have it most of the times. He wouldn't go home with it. You know, come back with it, and then we, I would take it sometime and go home with it, and Delroy David, Bibi David, from Gear Lads. But most of the time, it's Bobby, because he was dedicated in, to, with him guitar playing, you know, a lot. Also, Bibi also was dedicated, too. But Bob, I know him was dedicated to him guitar, like 100%. Musically speaking, him was a man that's just music him deal with, all of us, right? But to me, that is a Bob. When we guys were growing up, right, we guys would have time for more things like going to dance and all that, you know. I can't remember if I used to at a dance, it's late in the night, when I come. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm with you. Yeah, and in, 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 most of the time, Bob was like over Trenchstone, over by Tata and them place there, in Trenchstone, making songs at night, dear night. I saw me check Bob Marley. I used to drive my car over there. 
we have a time to look for seeker. Mm -hmm. I wanted a person who really know about again the seeker you now. From seeker. True. We used to pray for caution. Because one of the things why Bob never leave that brother, right, sure I know. Right? Because the whole of us grew up in the same area. That's a battle line. I'm from Denham Town, I'm from Trench Town, and the whole of us the both sides all the while. One of the things why I know a member, seeker for, is because seeker was with him all the way. Seeker wasn't a guy who leave Bob none at all, you know. That's why I end up a play percussion round Bob because what the song that Bob make? It, it, if it's not a little pan, Seeker have, while well, I'm a play the guitar on the corner, I have a little box or something, some old box or something, when play some very nice percussion. And it's not record to record, you know. It's just when Bob make a song, he would have done a chant with him, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And I can't remember that. Personal, I also can remember that Rita Marley and Bob Marley really got married. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that 100 percent too. I remember the evening when they all get married. Say the whole of the whole of the artists them now we passed the art. That was up by Greenwich Road, no? Uh -huh. Greenwich Park Road or some up by the car, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, and all of us used to leave from studio together and, and go by a brother named Dago. And sing together. If you ever hear the whole of us sing together, man, it's something else, you know? Peter Touch, Rita Man, and the whole of us when we get together. But I remember the first time I met Bob doing you know? The first time I ever met Bob was when the whole of us were really young, you know? Before even two of the guys make up back a while, he me when he just come from country. You understand? Uh-huh. I met him in him of this big soul here. And oh, it was it was it was brown. It wasn't black, his hair. It was brown. You know? Uh-huh. And I I remember that Ebenezer Church. You know that Ebenezer Church there? Yes. With that step, high step there at the back. Uh-huh. I remember I was up there in Sidon when I just knew him. And I walked up there too. And the whole house was playing the guitar and singing, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and from there, him, after a while I didn't see him, you know? Until I hear that Joe did have them and thing, you know? And I used to work on Strange Tone. And the whole house used to associate, you know, together as friends. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just after, you know, funny. Money is a funny thing. Because sometimes you start making money, you know, it, it, it wake up so much nice things, you know? <laughs> but you get independent and go far apart. Sometimes when you broke it better because you get things clean and clear at all. Because <laughs> that break up, you know. So everybody got them all way now, you know. Yes. After a while, man, take up different, you know, kind of philosophies and and start, you know. And you, you don't see each other no more. Do you remember Bob as a performer? Both way. All right. Both way, I remember him. can't sing. You see what Bob do? When Baba, when Baba express theme kind of music and the lyrics, you see, Baba the man is, is, is really Jamaica, Baba that deal with, you know, the down-to-earth patwa thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but the message that he was singing in this patwa farm, the Almighty, who him give thanks to, make these words come out so plain to other nations all over the world you know 
that we have to say respect and honor to Bob Marley. You know what I mean? Because Bob, Bob, no man can't deny Bob greatest. I mean, I talk about no money now. Couple of people talk about Bob just through money, you know. So I look on them things, man. Let me really know the person. I want to know him showing them have money. And your money, you want to say, Bob Marley, Bob Marley. And I, and I also know Bob as a crude person who you can't just run and get into. As you like, you know, promote business about yes, boss, and yes, soup. I cannot know him straight away the two ways. I'm going to run with people from him and them things. I have to come to him more deep. No is him schism, eh? eh? No is him schism. No is him schism, Bob, no, no, that. The last time I, I remember, I met Bob really close. Close, you know. It's one day we were boys town. Well, we watch football, you know? Yes. And my brother-in-law get shot. You know, some thief going to his beef shop, the meat shop. Uh-huh. Shoot him. And while I was over boys town, some people carried a message to me. And it's Bob, that film Capri, him like a brown Capri there. Eh? Yes, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's as him dropped me by Cook Street. Come here, show him, say, boy, I want some man, them. don't shoot me. My brother and Lamb Bob, just say, I said, I'm going to reach across, you know, Bob. I'm going to hesitate. I'm going to say, well, come now. You know what I mean? And he dropped me off of my sister, because my sister's husband, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the closest times again. And I remember one time I go by Tough Gang again and, and saw him, but we, we wasn't that close to that. After a period, you know? Yeah. Just by show business. Man to man is so unjust. Children, you don't know who to trust. Your worst enemy could be your best friend And your best friend, your worst enemy Some will eat and drink with you Call no foul. Call no 